0: Hello, and welcome to Fly Over the Groove, the Michelle Brangwen Dance Ensembles podcast. I'm Michelle Brangwen. Thank you for listening. In this episode, I'm going to be talking to Adam Castaneda. He is a dancer, choreographer, writer, and the artistic director of the Pilot Dance Project. He is also the artistic director of the Houston Fringe Festival, which presents work from all over the country in Houston every fall. We're going to be talking about some very moving work by the Pilot Dance Project that I just saw, and we're going to be talking about some exciting upcoming projects that they're going to be presenting. We'll discuss the Pilot Dance Company's mission and how it connects with its community, and since Adam and I are both artistic directors of contemporary performing ensembles, we'll just talk about the challenges that we face in the current climate. If you're not familiar with the Michelle Branglin Dance Ensemble, a brief word about our work before we begin. We are a multidisciplinary performing arts ensemble of contemporary dance and music. In 18 years, every performance has featured live original music and the musicians as integral parts of the visual stage imagery. Thanks for talking with me. I I want to get right into it because I just saw your uh, the pilot's work at Match, and I, I, I thought it was incredible um, as part of Mind the Gap, uh, presented by Dan Source Houston, uh, the showcase. And um, for me as an audience member, it was a piece not only about mass incarceration, but about, you know, how that affects not only the prisoners, but the community around and and loved ones of those people and um, and uh, you know I want to preface this by saying I think that doing work about uh, complicated issues where there's a lot of rhetoric like people are talking about it that it's it's difficult to do it's like easy for the work to be like didactic and preachy and um but i thought this work was was beautiful and poetic and it was it was beautiful dancing and choreography and and beautiful writing and and so i felt like it it communicated a real emotional narrative and it was like it was very much a work of art, so I, I, I really, I really thought it was, uh, uh, was very powerful work. And Thank so you. I, <laughs> welcome, <laughs> and so, um, so I wanted to ask you uh, how you, the pilot came to that work, and a little bit about the development, and maybe how that fits in with the pilot's mission.
1: Sure. Um, well, the pieces was choreographed by a local choreographer, Jamie Fruget mm-hmm. waln and we actually um, did a show together. We were in the ensemble um, for a show at the Miller Outdoor Theater years ago. And um, when I eventually became um, artistic director of the Pilot Dance Project, I sort of met with local choreographers and let them know that you, I really wanted to sort of change the focus of the, the mission of the company. I wanted to sort of create and produce work um, by local choreographers that had sort of a humanist um, perspective and uh, projects particularly that focused in on certain communities that we could then, you know, build um, a community around and uh, build outreach projects around. And um, Jamie at the time was an MFA candidate, candidate at Sam Houston State University, And we had coffee, and she told me about her thesis project, which was an interactive, immersive uh, project called 25. It was going to be autobiographical. It was going to address the um, American incarceration system. And she was like, I would love to set this on a professional company. And that conversation actually happened probably in 2016, and the show the show actually um you know it took a couple of years to find the right grants the right funding and we were able to stage it in february of 2018 so a year ago in a repurposed warehouse in the third ward and so it was a fully immersive interactive experience the audience uh went through four curated environments that we uh created in the in the warehouse space And, um, we got such a really strong, uh, response from the community. Uh, we sold out all six performances. Uh, there was a lot of buzz about it and, uh, you know, we didn't want the project to stop there. So, uh, when Jamie, when we had a follow-up meeting afterwards, she was interested to know if, you know, the pilot wanted to continue the work and, uh, she had a spot in Mind the Gap, so we decided to sort of reformat 15 minutes of it for the stage, and that's how it um, got on the program that you saw last night.
0: Oh, that's great. And and it'll be on the barns, uh, Barnstorm, right? It will be on that program as well in yeah, June?
1: Yes, Jamie um, submitted the piece to Dance Horse Houston's Barnstorm Festival, and she'll be using the company... Uh, the Pilot Dance Project, for, for um, that piece as well. So we're really excited to just keep doing it and putting it out there for other audiences.
0: Oh, that's great. And there was, it, there was collaboration in the creating of that, too, in some of the text as well. Uh...
1: Yes, yeah, so each of the dancers, when we originally started creating the evening a year and a half ago, we were assigned specific writing exercises by Jamie, that drew in our own personal narratives as well as, um, uh, hypothetical Mm. narratives of, um, incarceration. And so through those writing exercises, we each developed a character that, uh, we were responsible for sort of developing and creating and then ultimately performing, um, during the run.
0: It, It really created, uh, characters that were very multi, multi-level, multi very, mm. very believable, very multifaceted and, you know, very, um, you know, very, very powerful work. And I know that the pilot also um, seems to me also to specialize in, um, in works that kind of take place in different communities and really engage different communities. And I know you have a recent project called uh, Green Zebras, and that's going to be coming up right uh, in in May is yes. it May? Yeah. May,
1: May 3rd um, Green Zebras is a really special project um, it is uh, choreographed by um, Lori Yule who's also a local choreographer and you know it's funny how these things happen because for a long time the pilot under another organization name we operated our own black box theater in the east end part of Houston so through that location I knew about all of these cool spaces and things going on in that part of town so I knew for many years that there was an urban farm being developed off of navigation you know I got the idea to maybe approach Lori because I know I know that she has an interest a choreographic interest in creating movement based on food culture and Mm -hmm. so it's really the conversation happened after, um, I think an entire fall of me taking her class at Hunter Dance Center Mm -hmm. and then one day after I just was like, hey, I think I found a good grant that could pair you with this this urban farm uh, do you want to do you want to take a stab at it and, you know, she said yes we got the grant and, um the original incarnation of that piece which was site-specific, created for the farm, premiered in August of last year, and um, we're redoing it again in May in a restructured format. We're adding dancers, we're um, getting some local schools involved, and so we're really excited to not only be doing it again, but this time we're going to be offering it free to the Houston public.
0: Oh, that's great. I, lo- I love it when th- things are free. I, I feel like art should be for everyone, and and when people have to decide whether they're going to buy their groceries or mm-hmm. buy school supplies for their kids or you know like if you're if you're a parent you're taking two teenagers or you're you know or your or your students going and i don't think that finance should stand in the way of people experiencing art you and, know exactly yeah. and
1: and we're also just excited that you know there is a food element so you come to the farm you'll see like You'll see a show and then you'll also get to taste some of the, some of the food that you can make from the, the locally grown produce. So.
0: Oh, that's great. That's really great. I know that, you know, you wear many hats yeah. and, and, uh, I know sometimes people ask me, well, what are you primarily? And I tell them I'm like, I'm a dancer first, mm-hmm. you know, and if. You know, always will be that, and um, and I think that uh, all of the other things that I do, because I use text in my work, and I um, choreograph, and I run, they all feed each other, and they work hand in hand, and and I and I think that. You know, it's a kind of a collective energy, and yeah. and and I know that you wear all these different hats too. <laughs> so I wondered how how you feel about that, or how you how you think of it, and how it how it feels for you.
1: Um, it's definitely um, I could definitely say just in the in the grand scheme of things, it has proven to be a challenge to just you know keep a company going, keep an organization going like you said, I consider myself, like, a dancer, first and foremost. That's why I'm doing all of this, is so that I can have that opportunity to, to dance. And, you know, really and truly, if I, I told this someone to this, I told this to someone a few months ago, but, like, if at the end of the day, I had to walk away from the pilot dance project and just dance for other people, I would be totally okay with that. You know, that's where my real interest lies. But, through the Pilot Dance Project, I have this opportunity to sort of produce and um, create opportunities for dancers and choreographers. And some of the projects we've done have been just truly special, truly unique. And so, you know, the grant writing, the marketing, the development, the board management, even though it is drudge work, you know, it is sort of a means to, to an end, which is... To continue dancing,
0: <laughs> right, to find to find the resources, and I have to, I have to say because you've danced in my work that you're a wonderful dancer, and you've also yeah, yeah. Co- contributed choreography to my work, um, which which I which was wonderful. So you know it's, it was great to um, to collaborate with you in that way, and I, I and that actually brings me to my next question, which is kind of a, a something that I ponder a lot is that you know what I think that it's it's my impression that there's funding for larger organizations, which is really important. You know, there are big institutions that have been around for a long time. Um, and, and there's funding often like seed money. Mm-hmm. But to me, I see uh, uh, less and less money for ensembles that are working and producing work for for infrastructure for them which which traditionally you know all of these famous companies Martha Graham Cunningham they all they all started as these exactly the kind of companies that you and I run and they found funding and of course now we think of them as large institutions but that was over the course of like many years so for me as an artistic director I I think the greatest challenge is finding, you know, is finding resources for the mid-sized company to, to, just to do ongoing programming. And, and I kind of think it, it is for us important for ongoing programming, like to, to keep that going. So I wondered what you find is the biggest challenge running uh, a nonprofit um, in, in Houston, a nonprofit dance company.
1: Well, I, th- I think the biggest project, the biggest um, problem is that there is money out there, but it seems to be project-based. So, you know, I've never had a problem going to the city or even going to the state or going to maybe like a small local foundation for a very specific project. But um, at, at a certain point, there does have to be some money for general operating support, which, you know, in my framework would mean liability insurance, board and officers insurance, um, office space, uh, it would be great to have a marketing budget for the season and then also be to be able to pay yourself for the administrative work that that you do. And um, there just does not seem to be any pool of money uh, that addresses all of those those needs
0: oh, that's very that's a good point even project based funding a lot of times I find that it, it it may it might sufficient be sufficient for the theater and for a couple of weeks of performance or maybe three weeks of I'm sorry a couple of weeks of rehearsal or three weeks of rehearsal but as I'm sure with with many of your projects most of these Evening length dance works are are months in the making. So Mm -hmm. you need months of rehearsal space and months of dancer fees. And that for me, like, that's kind of what I consider infrastructure. Because a lot of the project grants that we've gotten are for the actual performance week and the project and the marketing, but they're not for the long. Mm -hmm. You really kind of want to be in rehearsals. And if you want to, like, develop something over time and be in rehearsals over, over, but it, it's, it's a very good point. That is a lot of the grants are, are project-based rather than, um, rather than infrastructure. Yeah. You know, I kind of have a unique, uh, position in that, um, you know, my company now is based in Houston and New York. So I kind of, uh, you know, I'm am, am part of both those dance scenes. And, um, I know that, um, A lot of times in New York, people ask me, so what is the Houston dance scene like? And I always tell them, you know, there's just... I'm always blown away by the richness of talent here and and by the creativity here. I I feel like it's very, very strong. Mm -hmm. And I I feel that's like a, a, a strength of our community is that there's a lot of, you know you're working, the pilot Jennifer Wood um, Becky Valls, Tony Valle I'm, I'm sure there's a lot of people who I, I should be, Jennifer Mavis who I'm, I'm, I should be mentioning and I'm forgetting and it's, it's not exclusionary it's just um, uh, just off the top of my head I just think of Houston as being a place with a lot of talented choreographers and dancers so I would say what's your perception of the strength of the, of the Houston dance community and
1: I definitely think one of the strengths is that there is room for almost every voice. A lot of that is in part uh, thanks to our local resource organization, Dance Houston. With their Mind the Gap series, um, it's uncurated, so as long as you're a member, as long as you fill out the application on time, you have a performance spot, so I think being able to produce having a young choreographer or a young company being able to produce on such a large stage at least once a year I think is very important so in in the past couple of years I've noticed that you know you really don't have to have a lot of resources to put something on stage I feel like the diversity of dancers has grown in the past since I've been involved in the community 10 years Uh, You know, a lot of strong technicians, rather than leaving Houston, they stay in Houston because there is that type of work now that's being done. And then there's also room for like a company like mine, which is largely postmodern, experimental, community-based. And there seems to be sort of space for everyone. The one drawback, though, is that there just doesn't seem to be if you're a company company, then that's difficult to sustain over, you know, a long period of time. But if you're a dancer, there's always an opportunity to perform. If you're a choreographer, there's always a showcase you can present at. I think the next step is figuring out how all of these things generate an income for the artists.
0: Right. Some and maybe some income for, you know, for infrastructure mm-hmm. and you know, a, that's a but that's a good that's a good point. And I know that you uh, uh, you're the artistic director of the Fringe Festival, which mm-hmm. happens every fall, mm-hmm. and and um, and maybe you could talk a little bit about the the festival, and and uh, sure. it seems very important to have that kind of. Years ago, there was the um, uh, the annual weekend of Te- Texas Contemporary Dance, mm-hmm. which kind of was from different cities, but sort of. Um, you know limited to just Houston but I think the fringe festival is if I'm correct is national and you're bringing people in from all over and so
1: so so the Houston fringe uh is 12 years old this year um I took it over um during the ninth year from um our colleague Molly Miller she was the managing director of the festival and um so it's it's basically a, a, thr- a multi-weekend event. Um, it's ro- round robin style, so a lot of things happen in a very short period of time. Usually, artists have the opportunity to present at minimum thirty minutes to an hour fifteen, and so uh, we are our, our committee, our our curation committee. Uh, they're just they're they're open to a variety of things, so not just dance. Um, Houston's festival is primarily a dance festival, but over the national landscape of fringe festivals, it's mostly um, independent theater, Uh, one man plays, one woman plays. Uh, There's a lot of uh, comedy, circus um, acts that that apply. So really, I think the job of the committee this year, now that our festival is three weekends, um, is just to... Choose like the largest um, or as diverse group of artists as, as we can pull. So, so yeah, we're really excited um, about being being three weekends this year at the match.
0: What do you think about the importance of having that kind of festival, like of uh, in in Houston, and having?
1: Well, you know, I think it's interesting because every year there's always new artists who apply and present good work. But it's not just a festival for new and emerging artists. You know, every year we have, you know, the same established artists applying because I think they see the value of being able to do an evening um, at the match um, under a festival. Obviously, you don't have the financial obligations of producing on your own. You have sort of like a presenter just doing most of the the back work for you and so I think it's great that there is this infrastructure for both emerging artists and established artists who can just you know present something on the same weekend and um just to illustrate sort of the reach that the festival is is having we're actually bringing um dark circles contemporary dance from dallas to Houston this year through the festival and it'll be the first time they're presenting an evening here in Houston. So, um, so yeah, I think, I think the festival is great for, um, a variety of, of artists working at different stages of their careers.
0: Excellent. And in and, and giving people an opportunity to see them all and, mm-hmm. and all together. Um, and our, I think you're bringing a choreographer from New York. Is that true, in to do a piece on the pilot? Um,
1: yes. Um, we, we were very fortunate to receive a Cities Initiative grant from Houston Arts Alliance for a special project. And our special project was uh, to bring Brotherhood Dance, which is um, a collective from Brooklyn, down to Houston next month, April, and they'll be um, setting a new work on the company called Hawa, the ride, and um, you know, I'm a part of the reason why I'm so excited is because I just really don't know much about the piece. They just mm-hmm. sent me, a, you know, a short description. They want to work with five dancers, and um, we have we have the match for a week in in April. So oh, excellent. Um, I'm I'm very interested to see what will happen from this collaboration.
0: Oh, that! Do you know the subject matter or no? It's it's, um, still...
1: it, it's uh, well, but the both of the the gentlemen are um, African American men um, who are actually um, engaged to one another. Um, so they're partners in work and in life, and a lot of their work tends to um, address uh, social issues such as the african-american experience the black gay male experience so i do feel that the piece is going to uh sort of bring those those topics to the forefront
0: oh that sounds great would be great if you could also perform it in brooklyn and i i love the idea i mean years ago all these there was so much Travel, the Graham Company, the Cunningham Company. There was there was all this exchange of of uh, of work back and forth in, in in cities. And I know it's 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 a. I think it's important to have that fluidity back and forth. So I think it's great that you're bringing someone in from another city and hope hope that you can also yeah. you know bring your work to New York and and have that exchange back and forth because I think it's i don't know i i think it's important for that's why we started artcast this idea of just it's to get the word out about the work even beyond the scope of your um the scope of your city and um yeah i I think that's very important i know a, a long time ago um i had a meeting at sp at the society for the performing arts about something and um I asked uh, the director what so many other of my colleagues have at, had asked him at the time, which was, why don't you present local artists mm-hmm. as part of your season? And, uh, and he said, well, the message is that we're supposed to bring the world's best to Houston, and that's what we, we do. We go around the world, and we take the world's best, and we bring it to Houston. And I said to him, well, what if some of the world's best is right here? why not, Mm -hmm. why not present that? And I, and I can say that, you know, I, I see a lot of dance when I'm here in Houston. I see a lot of dance when I'm here in New York and, and there's just amazing work here that is every bit as good and of quality and high caliber as you would see in other, in other cities. Mm -hmm. So I, um, I think like Houston should be proud of its, of its dance community. Yes. And I like to get the word out that, that there's a lot of good work and projects being mm. done here. Mm. Yeah. So, um, well, thank you so much for, thank you, you, know, you for talking with me today. <laughs> it's Absolutely. been a real pleasure. And, and, uh, so your website is, uh, our
1: website is, uh, pilot okay. as well as Houston fringe
0: org. And so there's, there's something coming up in April, and then uh, May for Green Zebras, and then June for the Barnstorm. Yes. So people can see you in, in the, those April, coming months. April, May, June. Uh, April, yeah. May, June. So maybe we'll visit with each other again this summer and, and talk more about what, what's coming for the Fringe Festival in the fall. And yeah, absolutely. I'd love that. that. Excellent. Th- thank you again. Thank you. You've been listening to Fly Over the Groove, the Michelle Brangwen Dance Ensembles podcast. I'm Michelle Brangwen, and this has been my interview with Adam Castaneda, the Artistic Director of the Pilot Dance Project and the Houston Fringe Festival. If you're interested in more information about the Michelle Brangwen Dance Ensemble, please visit our website, BrangwenDance.org, or subscribe to our podcast on iTunes or your podcast app. Thank you for listening.